Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Put those earbuds in, turn up the volume, because it's the time for another edition of Double Take Sports Talk with the Watch Brothers right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't take what's called. Until then, Girl, how you feeling? Not too bad. Look tired, but not too bad. How about yourself? Same here. A little tired, but not too shabby. Yeah. Not too shabby at all. I'm thinking about burning the rest of these calories off. I ain't got much to go. I might get on that cycle. Just a second, Uncle Remus. You either made me not. Oh, I can use my phone. I ain't fooling with that. Let's see here. 74-75%-1,128. Yeah, I'm I filled everything else up, so why not fill this ring up? So I noticed. I just now seen that. 33 minutes worth of exercise and 13 hours worth of standing. 14. Well, I got 13 on here, ass white, so don't blame me. I'm just a message boy. Yeah, I'm sure you are. 14 hours to stand. It's 13 on here. Well, okay. I'm looking over here, too. I see 14. I see 13, and I just refresh, and I still see 13. Well, my condolences to you and your cheap phone. <laughs> Rest in you, peace. You hear me? You got your nerve. <laughs> got the exact same phone I do. You got your nerve. Mine's is more accurate. That's my whole point. Well, excuse, well, excuse me. I guess my question to you is, what the hell did you do to get 33 minutes worth of exercise? I walked. What you mean? What you mean you walked? If you ain't know this, of all the times I actually had went to work and did my work, I also involved exercise. Oh. September 26, 21 minutes. September huh? 25th, 16 now. Mm-hmm. September 24th. 41. The 23rd. 30 on the dot. I don't know why you just didn't finish it off on the 22nd. You almost burned all your calories you needed. I was tired, all right? Don't judge me. Hold up. How is it that you was tired then but want to go out there and finish up 300 when you had less than 100 to do on uh, the 22nd? Look, man, I'm just trying to motivate myself, okay? Can okay. I do that? Okay, so you're motivating yourself now but couldn't start on the 22nd? Hell no, I was tired. 27 minutes of action. I was tired. You hear me? I 
was tired. <laughs> I said, F it. I went to shower with the band. <laughs> Put your thing. I'm like, you got less than 100 collars to go. You did. that and I'm 100 collars. I'm going to bed. Did you eat before you went to bed, too? Nope. I sure did. Uh, nope. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I was just throwing it out. Just trying to make things. Good. Now, let's go ahead and get this bad boy started. First thing we're going to do is take a look at... Uh, take a look at a game, which will be the New York Jets and the Denver Broncos. Of course, that game is a shout-out. The Denver won it uh, 26 to nothing. Before you continue, can I throw a comment out there? I was actually just going to throw a comment out there, but go ahead. I was going to say that it seemed like that people, I don't remember if it was Denver or if it was Arizona. One of those two teams they talking about bad because they said they lucky only because the teams, the first three teams that they played has not won a game yet. And I want to say it's Arizona and it might, it might be Arizona. I thought it was Denver, but I think it's Arizona. Come think about it. Like don't put all your eggs in one basket with Arizona because they only won the teams that haven't lost, uh, they haven't won the season game yet. I don't see what makes a difference. I don't either. It's hard to win in the league, period. Exactly. It's it's hard to win, so why would they be lucky at this point? I don't get that. I don't need a throw. I don't need it. Okay. Before the ignorance of that, just pure ignorance in my personal opinion, but everybody has a right to their opinion. Yeah. Let me get into something just a little bit more different before I head into the uh, stats of this game. I don't know if you saw it, Derek, but I happen to see this. Justin Simmons, I think he is the safety for the Denver Broncos. He put out a small post sharing a small story from just this past game. This is what he had to say. I have a small story to share from Sunday's game. After every game, home or away, a group of players from both teams come together to say a prayer at midfield. Of course, we've seen that. We have seen this a million times in NFL games. Of course, when uh, me and you was working at the stadium, that's all we seen was everybody go to the middle of the uh, logo and say a prayer. Yes. We've seen that. Yes. Nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. I love it and me I enjoy too. that. Me too. But here's this one that caught my attention. It's my favorite thing about game day on Sunday. Giving thanks and praise to God when I lose. Well, after the game was over, I was asked to do an interview talking about the big win. Once the interview was over, I immediately, immediately looked behind me, looked behind me towards the 50-yard line. Nervous that I had missed the prayer, 
And I did. However, Teddy Bridgewater was there waiting and told me, Jay, I got you, man. I know you didn't want to miss this and started praying. There is a reason God brings people in your life, depending on what season of your life you're in. In the name of Jesus. Teddy didn't know. I never told him, but I needed that prayer. I share the story as a reminder that God is always for you. His timing is perfect and resting in that is fulfilling. God bless you all. Hashtag Team Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I, I get very frustrated, not in a, in a sense of how it started and how it ended, but I get very frustrated because of how Tim Tebow got kicked out of the league because of him doing his Tebowing thing. And when everybody is actually sitting one knee down in the middle of the field, actually saying a prayer, you know, that bring up this for people, especially in their respective religion. If we see this stuff and people feel that it's a problem, but that's behind the cameras. People don't hardly see that. It's behind the cameras. That's how me and you was able to see it because we've seen it right. after the game. Right. Sometimes they squeeze it in there and somebody had a longer interview than expected. Right. Then you'll probably see like maybe 10 or 15 seconds of it. But that stuff is really behind the camera. That's why people will make a big deal out of that. They're like, oh, all this and all that. But that's just pure interest. This this story right here, but just the sentence. Always is a reminder that people are still going to carry their faith with them, regardless of what people would think. Amen. Regardless of what, no matter what people say. Right. It's, it's going to be there, regardless. And I love that. And I love that Teddy Bridgewater did what he did. I love it. It was incredible. I agree. So I just had to share it. So. All right. Breakdown of the game. One of the things that got my attention about this game with the Jets and the Broncos, of course, as always, is Zach Wilson. No touchdowns, two picks. I don't know what's going on with the Jets. But there are so many drops that has developed. Okay. Did, you, did you say drops? Drops. Butterfingers. Butterfingers. Zach Wilson, in my personal, I, I try not to always tell people what their problem is and stuff like that. But just looking at the game. His accuracy is bad. Uh, the Jets up to week three has 30 drop passes. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm surprised that they have more than Pittsburgh in one game. Yeah, Pittsburgh has uh, 32. Yeah, probably 30 of them came from uh, Sunday. But I ain't forgetting all that. I will. Thank you very much. <laughs> that ticked me off, too. If anything, it ticked me off with that game. But yeah. 
I digress. Mm-hmm. So, Zach Wilson it was 19 for 35, 160 yards. Teddy Bridgewater was 19 for 25, 235, but he didn't throw no touchdowns, but he didn't throw no picks either. Um, most of Denver's touchdowns came from the running game. Uh, Melvin Gordon had one. I think Justin Williams, if that's him, but I could be wrong. Or Jay Williams, one of the two, I can't remember his name. He had a touchdown. And the rest were uh, up to field goals, three points. So, going into prime time against Baltimore, I think one of the things that Denver can do better, in my personal opinion, is kind of getting themselves into goal line situations. Because Baltimore can't play that well when it comes down to 20 yards or less. If Denver can do that and Melvin Gordon runs the ball, it's going to be a long day at the offense for Baltimore. Now, watch I say this. And it's going to go right into the reverse of what I said. It happens all the time. It's just a jinx. It's a jinx. Fine. Can I throw my own jinx in there real quick? Throw your own jinx. Baltimore. But I think, who is the who is, who's Baltimore playing? Denver. 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 What Denver needs to do to stop Baltimore for real is, is uh, the crossing patterns. Of the receivers, if they can stop the po- crossing patterns of the receivers, they have escape beat. So that would mean Baltimore would have to play a lot of cover too. No, Denver would have to play. Uh, Denver would have to play more of uh, uh, either cover, cover three or cover 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 two would just get them open coverage in the middle of the field. Uh, <clears throat> Denver has to stop that. So they will probably have to play more cover three, cover four, and maybe a little bit of cover six, but more cover three and cover four. And also try to contain Lamar Jackson, get a QB spot on him. Get a middle linebacker. I would say don't even rush him. No, just buy him. Don't even blitz. Don't blitz. Don't blitz. But you're going to have to have, you're going to have to have a speedy linebacker. If you're going to spy on Lamar Jackson, because he, right. he can pretty run. fast for a quarterback. Yes. Kyle Murray. Fast for, yeah. Oh, God. I don't know who the fast between the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 43 total rushing yards for the Jets. 43. That also has to include yeah, the Jets. There's a lot of things the Jets have to do if they, if they want to win their first game. But I give credit to the defense. Because if, if, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for New York's defense, they would actually would have had more. This this would have been actually been a blown shutout. This could have been a 42-nothing game, 45-nothing game. But 
their defense, hands down, is getting the buildup that the offense isn't. And I give credit to the Jets' defense. I give credit to them. But this game could have been a lot more worse for the Jets' defense. Mm-hmm. But other than that, that's all I have for Denver and all right, so let's take a look at a few headlines real quick before we continue into you going into the other game. What's the other game? Tampa and Los Angeles Rams. All right, so let's take a little couple, a uh, few headlines real quick. Miami Dolphins Will Fuller sits out practice to injuries to chest and elbow. Animate that this isn't a preseason. Coach Kyle Shanahan stresses that there is no quarterback battle for two one San Francisco 49ers. The Carolina Panthers is to start running back Chubba Hubbard against the Dallas Cowboys. Minnesota Vikings running back Dalvin Cook returns to practice off his ankle, optimistic for Sunday. Richard Sherman, now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, say arrest led him to a really positive change or really positive changes, according to him. Las Vegas Raiders, Gerald McCoy gets a six-game suspension for violating the NFL substance policy. <clears throat> and CLC Hawks placed tight end Gerald Everett on reserve COVID-19 list. Sources says that the New York Jets Marcus Main is out three to four weeks with a sprained ankle. And the New England Patriots running back James White uh, expected to be out for the season with a hip injury and not come from sources. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau struggles to three games, will not play in Cincinnati. New York Jets, uh, New York Jets Jeff Smith involved in a car accident and he suffers a concussion. Who was that? Uh, Jeff Smith of the New York Jets. New England ESPN. Uh-huh. Did you look at that ESPN? Yes, sir. Yeah, ESPN. Sorry. Refresh. Refresh. Now, because I don't see my actual archives. Oh. Right here. That's why. Oh, I don't see see. the actual archive. And I don't know why. Normally I see it by now. It's not here. Oh. Some bullshit. Do a search. Yeah, that's all I'm on. I'm on Google now. Doing the search. Oh, latest sports news? Mm-hmm. Should good. be on top. Reminds me of the second link down, but that's actually ESPN itself. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm getting frustrated. This won't be anywhere. The New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick says Tom Brady's achievement are unbelievably impressive. And Green Bay Packers' Aaron Rodgers said that it's strange he hasn't played the Pittsburgh Steelers' Ben Roethlisberger more than I would agree. Tom Brady, ret- Tom Brady returns to New England with Buccaneers' latest homecoming by an iconic athlete. <clears throat> Whatever. Okay. Checking in on the NFL MVP race. It's still early, but Josh Allen got a strong value of MVP. He is playing lights out. Yeah. I'm interested. Lights out. Mm-hmm. Derek Henry and the incredible high school player who broke his record. I have no idea who that is. Richard Sherman. Okay. I know who it is, but I forgot his name. 
Richard Sherman signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers best offer I had. And Kansas City's uh, Patrick Mahomes excited about the Kansas City Chiefs' signing of wide receiver Josh Gordon. And the last one, oh, really interesting. The New England Patriots book goes inside secretive and controversial franchise and Robert Kraft, Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick. Pretty much, this book goes into everything about the controversial uh, Spygate, Deflategate, uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick relationship. Uh, goes into uh, Tom Brady's last year with uh, the New England Patriots, saying that uh, they did not think he was going to make it to 45 years old. They did not think he would be the same after uh, being with New England for 20 years. So he left Tampa to go to. Uh, I'm sorry, he left New England to go to Tampa, and he has a more value uh, speaking his mind with the front office there that he did with New England. So, yeah, because Bill Belichick treated Tom Brady like a kid. And on top of that, Tom Brady didn't even want to play for New England since 2017. Mm. And that's how the relationship and that's started what dwindling. Yeah, because when they um, when they um, <clears throat> uh, when Tom Brady wanted to say bye in person, Bill Belichick, now nah, we got to do it over the phone. That's how he knew it was deteriorating even then. So <clears throat> some things just ain't worth it. But yeah, I agree. Uh, but that's all for now. Of course, there's more, a little bit more. But we'll go ahead and go back to you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Rich speaks of Tom Brady and all that. Let's take a look at the Buccaneers and the Rams. Before I get into that, Darren, I do got to get, I'll send it on the prediction show. Despite all that, despite this, I still got to give you credit for calling the shot on that Seattle and Minnesota game. Nobody, and I mean nobody, gave Minnesota a chance. Nobody. I did. I knew they was going to win. I knew they was going to win. This was amazing on how Minnesota just tore Seattle to shreds. They did. They tore them to shreds. I was impressed with Minnesota and because I I watched Minnesota's and uh, who was it? Um, It was week two. Who did they play week two? Minnesota and was it Arizona or what's that was that one? I think it was Arizona. Whoever they played week one, I forgot who they played. And it, it was a close game. Um, I forgot who they, I think it was Arizona. Oh, uh, when they kind of blew that lead? Who was that? It was Arizona. Who was week two? That was actually Jacksonville. Week two? I think that was week two. Okay, so okay, so it was week one. It was Arizona and Minnesota. Uh, even though who won that game, Arizona? Arizona won that game. And like I said, Minnesota worked hard to do what they did in that game. Dalvin Cook was impressive. Minnesota's defense was impressive. Uh the one thing that they did with Kyler Murray was made him uncomfortable. 
They made him uncomfortable by standing in the pocket throwing the football. That's that's uncomfortable for him. He's a mover. He's an improviser, just like Patrick Mahomes. Um, when you have a team like Seattle, and you're playing a team that that blitzes, Kirk Cousins has a. Let me sure I got this right. Kirk Cousins got a two point two pocket time meaning he's in the pocket for two seconds and the ball is gone. That is that the defense take longer blitzing than that. So when you look at that, it's like, oh, so he can beat the blitzes. He can find the wide open person. And Seattle loves the blitz. Pete Carroll loves to blitz. Loves and Kirk blitz. Cousins had a field day. And Pete Seattle. Carroll showed that he loves the blitz when he was with USC. He was yeah. coaching USC. He's shown Show that he loves to play. He can blitz. And Pete Carroll made the biggest mistake play calling Kirk Cousins into uh, blitzing because that fool, been, he, he shredded. Yes, he you did. hear me? Shredded. He shredded. Seattle's Carter. defense. Yes, Seattle. He shredded him. That's, well, that's how I knew they could win against Seattle was because of their performance against Arizona, even though they lost. So do you think. Minnesota should be concerned about Dalvin Cook and his injury. You think they should be concerned? I don't. I think he's a big piece, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I I, I think Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook brings more of that energy into the game. Even without him, they could still perform without him. Cousins to me is more of a underrated person than the underrated Kurt Warner himself. Right. Yeah. Because Kurt Warner and Kurt Cousins are similar. They're related and are similar mm-hmm. to they both respond in the pocket in less amount of seconds. Right. You said Kurt Cousins was 2.2. Correct. <clears throat> Kurt Warner is three. Mm-hmm. Release time. If you're not in your riding positions, that football's going to be gone. Yeah. Or it's either those the way or they're going to run. Right. And they've been like that. They're not improvisers, but right. they they both get that job done. Right. They get that job done. Right. So, I like that call. Seattle and Minnesota. That was incredible. I love that comment. Appreciate even it. Even though that the even though that our prediction show is more of trash talking, we get our opportunities to let everything fly. Yeah. That was a hell of a call. I appreciate that. That was a hell of a call. I'll tell you that. That was a hell of a call. All right. Buccaneers and the Rams. And the Rams end up winning 34 to 24. Why? Because the Rams' defense showed pressure to Tom Brady. Hold on. I got to say something really quick. And this trips me out. This is why I said everybody that picked the Los Angeles Rams was a good call. And let me tell you why I said this was a good call. And this is the corniest reason in the world. How in the hell do you get beat by two different quarterbacks when you're playing on the same damn team? Tom Brady got beat by Jared Goff <laughs> and Matt Stafford. How do that happen? 
Can somebody explain this to me? How did that happen? Damn, Jack Goff and Matt Stafford. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Let's just say that there's just a time of the day <laughs> that you have to really define and question your ability as a quarterback. But that's yeah. But if memory serves me correctly, the Patriots, when Tom Brady was there, beat the Rams. I get, I get. <sighs> Go ahead. Look, I don't want to kill myself doing this. Look, let's be real. Nobody do not want to give Sean McVay his credit. The man is awesome. Yes. I don't give a yes. damn. I don't give a damn about the whole relationship strain with Jared Goff and Sean McVay. Yeah. Obviously, Sean McVay is doing something right. Yeah. Since he already led the Rams to the Super Bowl, even though they got beat by New England, yeah. but you still got to give the man credit because in the Super Bowl, the Rams only allowed what? 10, 13 points? Mm -hmm. 10 or 13 points. And they still lost by what? 10 points or less? Mm -hmm. Defensively, They should not be in the top 10. They should be in the top five. Defensive ranking, believe it or not, they should be in the top five. Then you got me curious. Find um, that out. I'll get back to you. Yeah, find that out. But at any rate, this is how you win football games with Tom Brady. How do you do it? You take their main target away. Let's start with, uh, let's throw something out there. Let's, uh, say, uh, Rob Gronkowski, that's the main guy I want to see. He was targeted eight times, caught it four times for only 55 yards, no touchdowns. They didn't even get, look like they didn't even get in the red zone. No, they shut him down. They shut him down. Point blank, period. Now, you get a guy like Mike Evans involved, targeted 10 times, he caught it for eight, 106 yards. That didn't get you anywhere. Even though they did something for Mike Evans himself, but that didn't get you to the end zone. What got them to the end zone, Chris Godwin and Brady himself. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to go to the end zone. Uh -huh. Tom Brady only threw one touchdown that whole entire game. Just one. And he rushed for another. So that makes two total touchdowns. So you know that the Rams defense, even though they didn't get no interceptions off of him, mm -hmm. but that just shows how tough the Rams defense is. That just shows right there. That's why I picked the Rams is because okay. of their defense. Wasn't so much of their offense, it was their defense. Right. Their defense had to show up to get the job done. Because if the Rams defense showed up to get their job done, 
the office probably could have done the rest, and they did. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. The Rams' defense is 20th. Make ranking. Some bullshit. You hear me? <laughs> Some bullshit. But... <laughs> but then you go and you defeat one of your best top five power ranking teams? Some bullshit! They allowed a total of 374 yards this season so far. They have allowed 281 passing yards this season. They have allowed only 92 yards uh, so far this season. They only allowed 20 points so far this season. Uh, hello? Are you for real? And they only have allowed 45% of the third downs to be completed. And, uh, and, and what you said, the 23rd? 20th. 20th. In the top 20? Yeah, top 20. Yeah, Bill. But here's the thing. The team that they're playing, the Cardinals, 11th. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. This ranking bullshit is so fucking overrated. It's overrated. The Rams defense over. Who shut down Rob Gagasi this season? The Rams. Ain't nobody else done it. Nope. Who else has done it? Somebody explain to me <laughs> who else has shut Rob Gagasi down this season. Don't ask me because I can't Rams, hear you. The Rams has been phenomenal. They're overlooked now. They still have to get to that championship caliber. Yeah. From when they actually did, you know, go to the Super Bowl. But this explains everything. That explained everything. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady didn't get that touchdown until I think it was the actually it was the first quarter. He ain't thrown no touchdown pass since. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. You get your man involved. You get Mike Evans involved. Over 100 yards receiving. You still don't get the job done. And he was the only player that got over 100 yards receiving with no touchdowns. The only one. Now, you got Cooper Cup. He had 96. But he had two touchdowns. Two. That's offensive set. Now, Matt Stafford did get sacked once for 12 yards, but the offensive line still held together. Believe it or not. And he threw four touchdowns. No picks. To me, this is the better Matt Stafford than we've seen in this chart. Yes. This is the best Matt Stafford I've seen. I agree. No arguments there. Yeah, this is the best I've seen. But other than that, I think I've ran it long enough. I've ran it long enough. So that's all I got for the Rams today. All right, wrapping up the uh, news part of the NFL, let's finish this off. Um, 
The Bengals is looking for a momentum shift against the Meyer, uh, against Urban Meyer and the winless Jacksonville Jaguars. Because uh, they already have their, you know, I, I think they did pretty good against Pittsburgh, which I'll be getting into that. Yesterday, but they did good, so uh, I believe they got that momentum because I don't think Jacksonville gonna win anyway. Now, I thought this was a bluff, and this is not a bluff. Um, the Chicago Bears is uh, moving closer to Levy Soldier Field, they signed a purchase to agreement for Arlington Park property. Yeah, and that's no bluff either. I know it's not a bluff. bluff. At first, I thought it was a bluff based on a name that I seen, but then when I looked at the name. I'm like, oh, this is just a bluff. But then I looked at the headlines and seen that it wasn't a bluff. Yeah. Yeah, they're not exactly on that term yet, but they did sign that. They get in there. They said hopefully they should close it by late 2022, early 2023. Yeah. They said there could be some setbacks too. Yeah. But Lori Lightfoot wants them to stay in Chicago. Mayor Lori Lightfoot wants them to stay in Chicago and will continue to work with them to try to stay in such a field. If they break the lease, then they would have to pay money for that because they broke the lease. Just like with, you know, apartments, et cetera. <clears throat> um, yeah, no kidding. Um, Baltimore Ravens activate Rashad Bate- Bateman off IR. Three defensive starters off COVID list as well. Uh, Detroit Lions released veteran linebacker Jamie Collins after exploring trade. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers is not ready to push the panic button after a one and two star offensive roles. Drew Brees is off of Tom Brady breaking his career pass yardage record and returned to Foxborough. And Darrell already did express his thought. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs side renewed the reinstated wide receiver, Josh Gordon. Yeah, I don't like NFL video urges player and team staff to report COVID-19 symptoms to prevent the virus spreading. Uh, that, I believe, is all I have for the NFL. I just want to say one thing. Um, I happened to see this. I didn't even know it until today that uh, Josh Norman was released from the hospital after suffering a long experience. I just saw that. I literally just saw that as you was reading. I'm like, I didn't even see that until I saw it. And Andy Reid was released from the hospital also. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was still in the hospital. I didn't hear anything about him after some. Yeah, he just um, he just didn't go back to uh, with the cheese until I think it was either today or yesterday. Did they say what was wrong with him? Nope, they still have not disclosed that. They probably won't. I find that strange. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Probably won't. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, they look like that. That's it. That's all I have. Okay. Oh, I got to get your paint. Well, never mind. You've already expressed it. Never mind. What did I express? I was going to ask your thoughts about that Justin Tucker field goal. Oh, yeah, I did. You already expressed it. I did it yesterday. Yes, you did. I said if they 
if he wouldn't have hit that. No, matter of fact, it wouldn't matter because I believe that uh uh damn. Who did they play? Detroit. Detroit should have been one and two. Oh, no, that was awfully a lot of leg power. No it's, it's, a, it's a lot of leg power, but he got lucky with the upright. Plain and simple. Because if he wanted to clanked off and ran in the right way, Detroit would be one and two. If they were even lucky to get to the goal, uh, the upright. I was say, it barely, it barely, he barely got it. It's just that he had help from the goalpost, just like uh, Patrick Ewing didn't get that help when he did that layup against the Pacers that didn't give him that extra boost to get the ball into the basket. Yeah, See, he, he had the unfortunate... Yeah, he had the unfortunate role. Justin Tucker had the right role. So, it's a big difference. That's why I said the Lions should be one and two right now. And not zero and three. <clears throat> okay. That's, you just expressed that. Uh, let's look at uh, some NBA headlines for um, NBA to let coaches challenge out-of-bound rulings for their final two minutes of the game. This is going to be a oh, explanation of a long-ass game. Man, they're going to extend these games to four hours long. Let's get past this. And baseball is doing what they can to actually trim these games. Mm-hmm. You know what I think they should do? Mm. What are they doing a home run derby? What do they just start doing a home run derby? No idea. Time limit. Time limit that shit. Everything else been time limit. Yeah. Everything else been time limit. Why not? Yeah, I agree. FedEx Forum maintains mask policy for all fans at game of Memphis Grizzlies, Memphis Tigers, through the end of October. Los Angeles Lakers, Russell Westbrook vows to push Anthony Davis every single night. Be careful with that. He might get hurt. Exactly. Uh, uh, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. No need <laughs> be to, careful with no, that. No need to say more. Go ahead. <laughs> Just be careful. Yes. NBA 2K partners with DUX Gaming to add team from Mexico for the 2022 season. That's interesting. Here's another interesting one. No pay if unvaccinated players can't play. My condolences to Andrew Wiggins. My condolences to anybody that don't get vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a whole nother window. But see, the good thing about that is, is that 90% of the NBA players have actually been vaccinated. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. That is a good thing. You great dad. That's a name. That's a name. So. Yeah. You know, everybody's doing their homework, they're doing their research, unlike Bradley Beal. I'm not going to get into that. Mm-hmm. But this is a good thing. Um, where Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs go from here? Is he contemplating retirement? No idea. Uh... In the memo to teams, NBA crash protocols require unvaccinated players to be under many uh, same restrictions as last season. And Steve Kerr, Golden State Warriors, thrilled to have the old Clay Thompson back in official practice. LeBron James says Los Angeles Lakers' goal of winning titles starts with staying healthy. 
Vaccinated NBA staffers concerned about health risks of being exposed to unvaccinated players that season approaches. Uh, Golden State Warriors Andrew Wiggins not comfortable, well, not uncomfortable with the tension of being unvaccinated. Washington Wizards star Bradley Bill says he doesn't feel any pressure to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Damian Lillard has faith. Trailblazers are heading in the right direction. Okay. Chauncey Billups, uh, I can think of that. I guess. LA Clippers, Kawhi Leonard says his desire to return this season factor into decision to sign Max Deal. That kills me. You're looking for a Max Deal, but you're injury prone. That, that fucking kills me. Giannis Antetokounmpo, not satisfied after winning NBA championship. I feel the same way. And Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving misses team media day due to NYC's COVID-19 proof of vaccination requirement. Dallas Mavericks coach Jason Kidd says star Luka Doncic needs to rely on his teammates this season. That kind of reminds me of Phil Jackson when he said that to Michael Jordan. That's all I have. Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, slow and don't look focused. I think that's the biggest thing that I'm having here with this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. So the only way that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be able to win against Green Bay is to be able to get out there and stay focused. You're playing against a hot Green Bay defense, so you're showing that lack of confidence where you're not throwing the ball downfield. You're only just throwing screens. That's why you lost 24 to 10. And Pittsburgh's defense needs to do go back to the basics and tackling one-on-one, doing better on-the-run stuff, basically basic tackling. So if you're going to win against Green Bay, you want to play a lot better than what you did against the Cincinnati Bengals, because everybody looks slow and out of sync. That is all I have for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Detroit Pistons, Dwayne Casey, no, there will be growing pains with rookie Cade Cunningham. And Michael Porter Jr. agrees to a five-year 207 max extension with the Nuggets. Daryl Morey hosts Ben Simmons, returns to Philadelphia 76ers, cites Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, reconciliation. And Zion Williamson underwent offseason surgery for broken foot. And Pelicans optimistic could be ready for opener. And last, Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker will miss start the training camp due to health protocols. And that's it for the NBA. Great Bay Packers, as the Pittsburgh Steelers and Green Bay Packers lineup for primetime, they're going to be an issue with trying to make it a real primetime game because I believe it's going to be a blowout game. Uh, against San Francisco on Sunday night, it was a great first half until the closing minutes of the first half. Uh, Devontae Adams, if you want 
if you want to, if you if if you're Pittsburgh, the one thing you have to do with Devontae Adams is double team him. But other than that, with Green Bay, continue to get rid of the ball quickly, even if it results in the loss of yards. It could be made up. Not all defenses blitz unless they did their homework and know it's a weakness. Uh, the defense will have to stop collapsing because they almost lost a Sunday night game, and that was the Green Bay uh, defense. They almost lost Sunday night because of their uh, collapse, but they did finally manage to get together and pull together to stop uh, to well, not necessarily stop them, but they did a lot of field goal uh, or a touchdown. Actually, it was a touchdown, but Green Bay came back did what they had to do to win the game by field goal. So hopefully this would not even be a close game and that Green Bay could be comfortable all the way through throughout the game and Pittsburgh play like how they did against Cincinnati. That's all I have. So let's take a look at uh, MLB real quick. <clears throat> Los Angeles Angels. Shohei Atani won't pitch again this season. Yeah, a hell of a lot. Ooh. Uh, Shohei Atani. What happened to him? He's not a pitcher. From what I understand, he's not Wait, a pitcher. Then what is he? I think he's the center fielder. Oh. But I gotta fact check that. He might be. I, I gotta fact check that. I don't want to be wrong and then people sit up here and laugh at me. I can look real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Chicago White Sox. Tim Anderson suspended three games for contact with umpire and is appealing that suspension. Uh, Devin Williams likely to miss uh, Milwaukee Brewers postseason run at the reliever punched a wall. Uh, Michael A. Taylor and the Kansas City Royals reached two-year $9 million extension. Excuse me. Um... Uh, Gilbert to well, Gilbert's scheduled to start for Seattle against Oakland. Espino expected to start for the Nationals against the Rockies. Rodon scheduled to start at Chicago hosts Cincinnati. Uh, Hearn scheduled to start for Texas against the Angels, I think, or the Dodgers. But I'm going to say Los Angeles. Garcia expected to start for the Astros against the Rays. I hate when they do that. Why don't you just put the name of the team instead of the uh, instead city? Instead of the damn city, you got they do it with they do it with Chicago. They just did it they with do. Chicago. I don't know which Chicago they're talking about. Yeah, Hendrix schedule. They're talking about. I thank God for the Hendrix. The only reason why I know that's the cause because it's Hendrix. Yeah, Kyle Hendrix, exactly. Yeah, so he's scheduled to start for the Cubs against Pittsburgh. Uh, Wood is scheduled to start at San Francisco host Arizona. And Dodgers' Albert Pujols goes on COVID-19 injured list. Uh, Cody Bellinger is activated off of IL for the ribs. I got to get your opinion. We got to talk about this. The Cardinals win 17 straight and clinch second in a wild card spot. What's going through your mind with this one? 
they prove me wrong, shut my mouth wide open. I'm impressed with what they're doing. No arguments for me. I just am. I'm just flabbergasted that they shut my mouth wide open. I'm glad they did because I always like for my mouth to be shut wide open. So, yeah, I'm impressed. Just improved to to the, you know, naysayers. Yep. Because I was definitely, even though I was, even though I'm a fan, I was a naysayer. Y'all ain't going nowhere. Wow. Because they were struggling on the same boat with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And then they just said, the hell with y'all. And then what, swept them? Yeah. They swept the Cubs and mm-hmm. they said, the hell with y'all. Yeah. They swept, I think they swept, what, the last two, two, three teams they played in the series? It might be four or five. Depending because I think they played a uh, AL team too. They only played two or three games. So that's a push. Yeah. They're a serious threat to uh, the Brewers. They're a serious threat to the Brewers and the Padres. Because they we, uh, they won their first game to the uh, Brewers uh, yesterday night in the, uh, game one. Yeah. yeah, they are a real threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like what the Cardinals are doing. I'm not a fan, but I like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I they saw improved. My- yeah, they improved their pitching uh, rotation, offense got better. Mm-hmm. So I'm very impressed with what they're doing up to this point. Yeah. And when they do get deeper to the playoffs, I will be rooting them out. Mm-hmm. Not a fan, but I'll be rooting them out. Just like I did with the Cubs yep. in 2016. Mm-hmm. I was rooting them out. Not a fan, but I was rooting them. Rooting them out. It's just, it's just an important factor. We talked about it a couple of years ago. It's just an yeah. important factor of how, you know, these teams just mean a lot. So yeah. to mm-hmm. see success right there in front of your face, right, it's, it's, it's just an incredible thing. Yeah. Um, my phone is not letting me get anywhere else. If you see something, please do share it. Well, that, that's all I can see. Osoli Atanti, he is a pitcher. He's just shut down because Joe Madden seen no point in playing them since they're out of uh, postseason contention. Okay, he's a pitcher. I can't say he wasn't a pitcher. He's a pitcher. He's a pitcher. Joe Madden just seen no reason to play him since they're out of uh, postseason contention. Which I don't think that was the right call. But... Even though I don't question Joe Madden a lot of things that he do, but this one I do. I understand why he did it. I understand why he did it. Well, I understand. I don't normally question him, but even though that he, it it doesn't matter up to this point, but it's just like, well, what do you got to lose? So if you even shut him down, what are you proving? You're still not proving it. Yeah, I mean, he's not proving anything, but like I said, I understand why, because you're just playing him just to finish off the rest of the season where he could possibly get injured. But I'm sitting here thinking to myself, if you're doing that, then you're setting him up to get injured because he's not loose. He's not, you know, he might lose his momentum. So that's just how I feel. Because I always think about Kobe Bryant in that situation. It'll be Mm -hmm. like, you know, hey, what about these people that actually save their money to get tickets just to watch me play? Right. Well, you think Mm -hmm. they feel about him. Right. People want to see him. 
and people that probably bought tickets for the future for the to the end of the season. Yeah, it's pointless. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? You know, yeah. that's what I say. I don't understand why he did that. I question that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I step both sides. Yeah. I step both sides. But yeah, that's all I have. I'm not seeing anything other than just, you know, players that are starting the uh, St. Louis Cardinals winning 17 consecutive, uh, secured National League wildcard berth. Playoffs is into the season, so we're right. at the end of the month. So. Uh, Los Angeles Dodgers Hall of Famer Jamie Jarrett to retire after the 2022 season. Pirates beat the Cubs eight to six. Wild card, uh, Red Sox wild card bid stalls with a four two loss to the Oilers. Oh, I did see something that a woman and a two year old son got killed in that fall at Petco Park. One more time. There was a woman and her two year old son killed in that fall at Petco Park. A fall. And they fell. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, they fell. From where? I think it's from second level thing. They fell from a third level at Petco Park. Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy on their souls. Good Lord. Yep, they was pronounced dead at 4.11 p.m. About 20 minutes after police were alerted. Uh, to the San Diego. San Diego Padres game. Yep. I'm looking at it now. Came out on the 26th. Uh, at eight oh four a.m. You know, just going out, just trying to enjoy a nice game. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Thoughts? You got anything? Nope. All right. Neither do I. So there's nothing else. We can wrap this bad boy up. And get on out of here. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That is the addition of Double Take Sports Talk. Thank you for downloading to the listening to our podcast. I am Daryl. Yeah, right across from me. Yep. All right, catch you on another episode of Double Take Sports Talk. Until then. Ciao. Ciao.